If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. I'm on your host, Blessing. Adelia Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. the man who I owe a pizza, a.k.a. True. Tim motherfucking Gettys. It feels good. Yeah? You know? I'm, I, I'm proud of you. I'll, we'll share the pizza. So at the end of the day, we all win. I was going to ask you, like, what kind of, because I, I was going to assume you wanted a personal pizza from Pizza no, no. I mean, you know what? Let's do that. You want to do that? Yeah. I'll, I can, I'll, I'll buy you, you one today? too. Dude. No, 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 right. no, no, not today. Not Let me know. Today. Let me know but when you want to do At some point. Maybe, on, maybe sometime in September. Oh, you know? a nice September personal pizza. Gonna <laughs> He's not going to remember. I'm going to save 10 bucks. That's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Plus, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about real quick before we get in the show. All, all things that I saw on Twitter. Um, Timothy Cullen Jr. tweeted at me and you this morning mm-hmm. at 6.08 a.m. and said, I hope you have a great morning commute listening to the Sonic 30th anniversary concert. I know I did. And it's random. Sonic's anniversary is in June. But okay, I was like, did I miss something? No, this is the concert that came out a couple years ago yeah. that was incredible. It's on Spotify, and I listen to it all the time. But thanks to Timothy Cullen Jr., I listened to it today on my commute. And yeah. let me tell you, if my voice is a little like lower and out compared to normal, it's because I was singing Live and Learn Hell and yeah. Escape from the City in my car Hell ride yeah. over here. And it was, it was a good-ass time. God, I love that for you. I love yeah. it. What would you put up there as your number one Sonic song? I mean, that's like that. Escape from the City? We got to talk eras there. You know okay. what I mean? Because if we're talking, number one Sonic song has got to be one of the LGs. Maybe Chemical Plant Zone, Marble Hill Zone comes mm. to mind for sure. So you're not, you're not going like the vocal Definitely tracks. not. No, no, no. Okay. I love them. They mm. have a very special place in my heart, you know? Of course. But definitely not. Uh, you know what? Uh, one I'll throw up there. I've never actually thought about what my favorite Sonic track is, but mm. one that comes to mind immediately is more of a modern one, and it's Studiopolis Zone. Which Studiopolis Zone goes hard. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So Sonic, man, they just know what the hell they're doing. Um, but two other things I want to bring up to you real quick. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet last night that said new Mandela effect just dropped. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question, Bless. What up? How do you spell Brussels sprouts? <laughs> B-R-U-S-S-E-L sprouts. What if I told you we just got a cackle? Yeah, I think that was Roger. Roger? I sounded like Roger laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Roger. Roger hang out too often now. They sound the Roger same. has like a Joker laugh sometimes. Yeah, something's going on there. What if I told you the Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. is actually B R U S S E L S? Wait, Brussels. multiple Brussels? Brussels? Brussels sprouts is a place. You're wild. Brussels That's is a place. Wild. That sprouts come from? Huh? Huh? Brussels sprouts. That's crazy. But everyone just says Brussels sprouts. I, so you don't I, fucking think about it. That's a Mandela effect I kind of get because I think growing up, you just meld the two together, right? Because like you're ending on an S, you're starting on an S. So as a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, Brussels sprouts, Brussels yeah. sprouts. You don't think about the fact that it's Brussels. <laughs> like nobody ever pauses the Brussels. I never thought about Brussels sprouts enough. I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Have you ever uh, had Brussels sprouts wrapped in bacon? Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They're oh, yeah. the best. They do um, like... You know how you can get like uh, cauliflower wings at mm-hmm. places? Yeah. There's a place uh, near my house that does uh, that with Brussels sprouts. 
with a little sriracha drizzle on it. <laughs> you might need to you might need to send me the name of this place. Yeah, it's I might good. need to check this out. It's damn good. But anyways, this blew my mind. This That's absolutely awesome. blew my mind. Holy cow! Uh, and then there's another one today that this one it's breaking coming in hot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, we we got to question some shit here. All right. Um, Roland Bishop tweets out, and I saw this because John Drake replied to it saying, "Oh no." Mm-hmm. All right. He says, "I'm gonna spend the rest of the year." Pronouncing Starfield like Garfield. I saw this and I didn't understand it. I don't either. I think is they're trying. Fucking I think they're, with us? I think they're doing a bit. I think they're. Fucking this with must us. be a bit. I think they're trying they to be like. They must have seen the Brussels thing and are like, all right. Yeah. Let's make some jokes. How else would you pronounce Garfield? Garfield. 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 I saw in the responses they're saying that Garfield is three syllables, and I don't. I don't fucking understand what. That how means. Do, How do you even make it three syllables? They're fucking with us. They're fucking. There's no. There's no legitimate way you pronounce Garfield. That's not Garfield. People in chat are saying Garfield. No. Garfield. Absolutely not. No. no Absolutely you. not. No. Absolutely not. Garfield's the knockoff that hates Sundays. Oh my god! Oh, can't stand Sundays. Oh man, Monday Junior. So I, I want to throw one at you, Tim. Mm-hmm. This isn't from. A, this isn't just a Twitter thing. This is just a me living life thing. Um, you know how there's Tetris effect. Mm-hmm. Where not the video game, but like the uh, the idea where like you play get so much Tetris that like you get in the zone, but then like you finish playing Tetris and you're seeing shapes in mm-hmm. your brain and you're dreaming about Tetris and you're doing all that stuff. I think I'm having the Metroid Prime effect, oh. where welcome bless. I've I'm, been having that for twenty years. <laughs> I'm so fucking into this Metroid Prime game, uh, brand new game from a small indie developer. And I last night, legitimately, all all I dreamt about was was Metroid Prime because now I'm I've gotten to the point in the game where I'm so into the map right like i'm so like room for room figuring out where all the different exits are scanning everything like i'm at that phase of my metroid prime playthrough where i'm like i think i'm in i assume i'm in the end game because now i'm just collecting the chozo artifacts um but like i am so in the zone of this game and now if i go to any room i know exactly the exits that i'm supposed to go to right and like i know this place like the back of my, my my hand um but i am dreaming about metroid and last night legitimately i woke up this morning and i was like I just have Metroid's like map on my brain, like the environment on my brain. It's so, so weird. Happy about it's this. It's so class. fucking. Strange. I love that every day that I've talked to you about Metroid Prime, you just are loving and gushing more yeah. and more and more. I'm so I'm starting the idea of finishing it. <laughs> I love, dude. That's awesome. But you should be excited because Fusion is tomorrow, man. Oh my god. Oh, what a beautiful little send off there. That is. Is it tomorrow today? I think it might be out today. It's the ninth. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well, there was an error on not today, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, no, I'm fucking loving Metroid Prime. Hell it's yeah, incredible. Man. The more I play it, the more I'm like, this is a goddamn video game. This is game design right here. Yeah. Like, they designed the hell out, of, out, of, out of this game. Not to go too long on this, but we went to lunch a, a couple days ago, and we were, we were talking about Metroid, and I was, like, realizing, like, how wild it is that not only did Metroid completely miss the first transition to 3D with the N64 era, mm-hmm. but Nintendo, a, 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 a very Japanese-based company, that all of its biggest hits up to that point were made by Japanese teams outsource this or outsource isn't the right word but Mm -hmm. to retro studios in austin or in texas yeah and they made this they did they made metroid prime like it's just wild to think that like such a swing on such a major franchise i mean and you know majors uh it's all relative to the scope and scale of how things were back then but like super metroid was always a success Mm -hmm. for relatively to what the super nintendo was then but to then get Metroid Prime and it just be like this whole new experience, this whole new genre almost like it's just cool to think about like that Nintendo was ahead it. of the like the, it feels so there. true to what Metroid is at the same time. Absolutely. Right? Where Metroid Mania, you have the same abilities, like the environment, the, the atmosphere matches what Metroid is on the on the 2D side. Like 
Yeah, <laughs> kudos to this up and coming dev retro. Yeah, killed and, it. And DJ Kanto, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I should say that. Shout out to Tommy Tallarico for everything that he did for Metroid Prime. Without him, the game wouldn't exist. So, what's the connection you. there? Thank you. Um, the the documentary that I try to recommend everybody oh, watch right. the uh, Roblox Oop sound that turns into just like uh. The takedown of him. The moment by moment, second by second takedown of Tommy Tallarico and, and all the lies that he's had in the past. And the amount of times this man tries to take credit for, like, creating Metroid Prime. And it starts off like, oh, yeah, I helped with the sound effect of the game. And then it turns into, yeah, Miyamoto personally talked to me. Okay. And it was just like so he's all like, shit. He's like, like the soldier boy of the games industry. Exactly. All right. I mean, isn't soldier boy the soldier boy of the yeah, games exactly. industry? Uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Tim? Enough about all that. Also, somebody in chat, or no, it was Barrett, brought up the um, pronunciation that they're talking about for Garfield, which is Garfield, which, no, I don't, that's, they're trying to fuck with us. That's funny. As no way, no. I really, I really do like that. Yeah. Also, H Bomber Guy is the YouTuber that made that uh, video. Recommend it. Incredible work over there. There you go. To mo no, enough about that. Enough Let's about. talk about today's stories, which include Starfy Eld officially has a release date. <laughs> <laughs> Discord voice chat comes to PlayStation and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code KindOfFunny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to KindOfFunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you a new kind of funny games cast is up featuring the one and only tamor hussein from GameSpot and giant bomb breaking down his time at super nintendo world and it features us talking about whether tears of the kingdom and other games can live up to their predecessors excellent episode fantastic episode that you can catch right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh, if you're looking for some Mandalorian discussions after last night's episode, you can watch Screencast live on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunny at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time today, where the Star Wars crew will talk all about their opinions and theories. And then remember, this Friday is March 10th, so you know what that means. It is Mario Day, and I'm teaming up with Retro Queen Ash Said Hi to bring you a Super Mario celebration this Friday, March 10th, on Twitch.tv slash Twitch at 11 a.m. Pacific time to celebrate everyone's favorite plumber slash cart racer slash athlete slash doctor slash janitor slash painter. You get the idea. Mm -hmm. It's Mario. Uh, again, you can catch that. Twitch.tv slash Twitch this Friday. 10, uh, no, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in. Tune in. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays and Honey, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have four stories today. Starting with our number one, Starfield launches in september this is george gang at ign bethesda has delayed starfield once again as the game will now launch in september for pc and xbox series x and s there will also be a starfield direct on june 11th right after the xbox game showcase in a new official launch date announcement trailer bethesda's todd howard confirmed that the highly anticipated game will release this year quote we have poured ourselves into this game and i'm e and even i'm surprised how much we can pour it is large we're playing the game all the time, he explained. 
The Starfield Direct in June will provide a deep dive into the game as Howard continued, quote, There's so much that we still have to show you. The game has many of the hallmarks that you'd expect from us, uh, but it's also a very unique experience, end quote. Um, of course, with that, we got confirmation that the Xbox Game Showcase is happening Sunday, June 11th, uh, and so there's confirmation for that, too. And of course, Tim, this is why I owe you a pizza, because uh, a few weeks ago, maybe like a month ago on this show, we talked about whether or not Redfall or Starfield would be the, <clears throat> be the one to release in the first half of the year versus the second half of the year. You bet on Starfield getting delayed till later. I bet on Redfall getting delayed till later. So congratulations. Thank you. You'll get a pizza. Thank you. I but appreciate that. How do you feel about this? I think this is good news. You know, I think that uh, it shows um, it's a little embarrassing and it's easy to poke fun at Microsoft for a lot of reasons and Xbox overall for, oh, they don't have games and this and that. Like, they, they make it easy. And when you announce things and you delay things, you make a whole E3 showcase, whatever you want to call it, about, hey, this is all 12 months, and then things don't hit those 12 months, you look a little silly. When you take all that stuff out of it, though, good Right, September's not that far away. Like I feel like Starfield, again, needs to get it right. We've said this so many times with Xbox specifically when it comes to Halo, now when it comes to Starfield, the expectations are extremely high for this game. And I don't think it's just one set of goals that they need to accomplish. I think that Starfield is such a big deal to so many people for so many reasons that you kind of need to not only be a flagship xbox title you also need to be the return to form for bethesda you also need to speak to that game pass audience very loudly mm. and to maintain it and keep them playing and um to deliver and then have this be kind of the start of the domino effect of xbox games coming out that at this point you know they, they had their 12 year or 12 month roadmap thing when i first saw this news today i was like oh shit they're doing a start field direct on june 11th that's all i saw i didn't see the xbox game showcase thing and i was like whoa are they really gonna not have a showcase and just do uh, uh starfield um showcase instead yeah that's interesting but it definitely i think shows uh, the place that they'd be in but no this is in addition to this is gonna be a, a deep dive you got to imagine what 30 to an hour on yeah. uh starfield it, it reminds me again i make this reference a lot but to the fallout 4 e3 where the Bethesda had their E3 showcase that was, hey, here's Doom, here's Dishonored, but then here's an extended look at Fallout where we can get into the nitty gritty. And it's Todd, Todd Howard being like, and it just works. And he's, it's him doing that thing. I the, the I think this is fun because they're teeing this up as they, they call, they're calling it a Starfield Direct. The way they talk about it, it seems like a follow up to the developer underscore Direct that we got, which is interesting that they removed the underscore. Don't remove the underscore. Put it back, you cowards. But <laughs> yeah, like they're they're treating it as this. Hey, let's do an inside look. We're gonna take you into the studio. I imagine they're gonna interview um, people that are working on the game, and Todd Howard's probably gonna lead and be like, Hey, all right. This is what Starfield is. These are the different factions. These are the kinds of stories you can expect, right? We got a taste of uh, a little bit more of um, uh, some of the, some game footage, right, in this new trailer. And I, what they have in that trailer so far, I know it's like basic stuff, but it looks cool. Like the imagery they're showing, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Like I want more of that. I want to see what makes Starfield shine stylistically, right? Like what are the interesting bits about it? I think this is the place to come out and be like, hey, for 30 to 40 minutes, we're going to talk to you about the systems, we're going to talk to you about the story, we're going to talk to you about the world, and we're really going to pitch you on what Starfield is. Yeah, yesterday on a Gamescast, you you brought up that the aesthetic is very NASA, and I hadn't yeah. thought about that before, but yeah, it is. You really nailed it there, where NASA does have like a kind of unique look to it that isn't often shown and portrayed in video games, and so for Starfield to kind of like roll with that, um, it does 
put it in a fairly unique space. Will that be space? <laughs> hey. Will it be like too boring for some? I don't know. We'll have to see because space can be so colorful and we've seen it be so colorful uh, both in video games and in movies and, and other media, especially recently. So for it to be a little bit more of a grounded space aesthetic, that could because it's it's different than what we we've had recently. So uh, this also you were saying reminds you of the uh, Xbox uh, Developer Direct, um, which was great, and that's where they announced the Hi-Fi Rush. Um, but it also reminds me of how Nintendo traditionally does its E3 era or area um, uh, showcases, where they'll have a direct, and then after that, the new Nintendo Treehouse, and like mm -hmm. they almost promote that as like, hey. We're going to have our, our um, showcase, and then after that, get a deep dive into Breath of the Wild. And then it's just them playing Breath of the Wild for, like, two hours straight. And we just get to watch as, like, Nintendo Treehouse people kind of, like, give little tidbits and stuff. And every once in a while, they have, they, I mean, that's where they announced um, Metroid 2 remake on mm. 3DS. was yeah. in the, like, Nintendo Treehouse posting. It was one of the most bizarre things they've ever done. It was like 20 minutes after decisions. like their actual proper thing too. Right? Yeah. Was yeah. So that was Samus Returns, right? Samus Returns, which yeah. was in many ways the return of Samus. Like it was the first time that we had a Metroid game in a long time, uh, remake or otherwise. So that was like a huge deal. And they just like weirdly put it in the, the follow show. So for this, I don't think we're getting announcements. I don't think we're getting anything. We're getting Starfield. Yeah. Like, but, and we're also great. getting announcements before in the Xbox yeah. showcase. I think this is a this is an overall net good, right? Mm. And of course, like we get sad when things get delayed, but also it's like the Shawn Michaels quote, right? Like you put out a bad game today and it's yeah. bad. You put out a good game later and sweet shit music right in your face. That's right? it, like, man. That's it. You want to put out, you want to make sure that Starfield right. is ready. You want to make sure that it's polished. Bummer that it's been delayed multiple times, right? It was supposed to come out November 11th of last year and we've seen it slip now. We've known it and we've seen Starfield forever. So it feels like it's being prolonged in terms of like how long we're dragging this thing out. But at the end of the day, if we get a good game, then I would say it's all worth it, right? Yeah, delay. And also, the first half of the year is already stacked. It's too stacked. Yeah. Like, I see this as just an ultimate win. Any way you look at it, like, I feel like I never believed it was going to hit the first half of this year. Mm -hmm. On top of that, there's so much hitting the first half of this year on every console. Whether you are a uh, Xbox player, everything player, PlayStation, whatever. It's like there's something yeah. for everybody. Like they got, I mean, Diablo 4 is directly tied to Xbox, right? Like that's coming out in June. Like, you know, in the, you have Redfall coming out um, what, a, what, about a month or so, two months. Like, yeah, you have that coming out in the first half of the year. Um, Forza Motorsport is going to come out at some point. You don't need to mush all that stuff together and have it come out at the same time. Starfield coming out in September, feeling like it has this level of separation between all that's going on in the first half of the year, along with things like breath of the Wild or uh tears of the kingdom right which is like a competitor is big open world game yeah launch your big open world game separate from that i think the only thing you run into is maybe getting close to spider-man but like spider-man doesn't have a release date and so like maybe playstation looks at this and goes all right let's maybe do october instead i mean it's interesting when you look at what this year is in video games it's different it's unique it has not been seen before where we're at a point where we have so many of the heaviest hitters that we know their release dates and they're all in the first half of the year mm. What is there in the second half? And I know normally we have to wait till like the E3 era to area to know um, what is going to come to the fall or whatever. But even that trend has changed over the last couple of years where E3 is almost an update on things we already knew about. And then like, where is it going to fall? And then maybe it falls the following year or whatever. But where we're at right now, there we know so much about the first half that even games that like don't have dates that we know are coming, things like Hollow Knight or um, Spider-Man or... Why is a P or all those things? It's like there's not many of them. Mm -hmm. Like we have so many more answers than we normally do 
in March of the year of what the whole year looks like if there's not delays. Keep forgetting that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth could possibly come out and this year. That's the thing, too. It, it 100% could. Um, I don't expect it to, mm-hmm. but it could. Um, I didn't expect when they said winter for Crisis Core, but yeah. they, they hit it. So, um, yeah, it's now we're looking at this, and it's like, what does the second half of the year look like? And the big question is, where does Spider-Man fall? Because mm-hmm. before I heard this news, I would have expected Spider-Man September. The first Spider-Man was September. September sounds right. But guess what? October sounds right, too. Yeah. Like, Miles Morales was November. Of course, yeah, that aligned, that's by default. That, so. that lined up with the console launch. But there's no, there's nothing dictating that Spider-Man has to be September. Um, and I could see play. And, like, this isn't me saying, like, oh, PlayStation Skate or Starfield or whatever. But I think when you look at marketing, when you look at how you want to roll a game out, like, all right, cool. Let's be the biggest game in, in October or November if Xbox wants to have their big game come out in September. But, Tim, speaking of big questions, mm. I got a big question from DJ Brad Chill, who writes in economyfunnycom slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, what's good, guys? Papa Todd gave us the dates for the Starfield Direct and release, and I got some thoughts brewing. Will the Starfield Direct be the large focus of Xbox's E3 slash Summer Game Fest showing, given the date, i.e., no Fable, Slash Perfect Dark, etc. Do y'all think it gets pushed even further and hits that 11-11 date of Skyrim? Will this be Xbox's only premiere title this fall? I feel like I'm doing like a DBZ, like next on Dragon Ball Z. Uh, but yeah, will this be Xbox's only premiere title this fall? And finally, does the new gameplay shown in the announcement video change your hype slash expectation levels for this game? Uh, it's looking much better than the first impression, in my opinion, but would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Keep on fucking that chicken. Peace. Lots to talk about here. I think that it will likely be the Xbox's only premiere title this fall. I think that mm. there will be supporting titles around it, but I do think that Starfield hidden in September, it's probably going to be the big one. I wouldn't expect, because what other things could even be I up think there, Forza, right? I Motorsport. Yeah. But I don't know if we would. But like, I would even say that it's a support. You know, yeah. and like, I'm not talking about the quality of the game, but I'm just talking about like, like what we're talking about. And even having said that, it's like, I would say that like Forza is not going to be a game of the year contender. Forza Horizon 5 won game of the year at IGN. So like things are changing and like anything can happen. And I feel like genres have um, adapted and changed enough that even ones that we wouldn't traditionally look at as being capable of being innovative enough to get that prestigious title. Um, I think they, they, they can now. And I think that fighting games are the ones to keep their eye on uh, this year of like, mm-hmm. hey, potentially one of these fighting games could hit in a way that people are like, whoa, you know, like I think that this is the most likely year that we will ever see a fighting game in the game uh, of the year, uh, game oh, awards, mm-hmm. game of the year nominees, mm-hmm. potentially. It is also the most competitive year I think we'll ever have. Um, we're only three months in, not even with two months and a week into this year. And it feels like we've already had multiple games that I'm going to have on my top 10 list, yeah. right? So, like, what a time to be a game. One I'll throw out there, too, is Hellblade 2. I feel like that has to come out you know? sooner than later. Yeah. I would think that that game might be ready around this fall, right? Unless, it, like, maybe maybe next spring. Um, but that I, that makes this presentation very interesting to me in the way that, you know, DJ Brad Chill talking about, um, um, uh, will this be the game with, with large focus um, uh, during E3? Like, It'll be the largest game, and I think it'll be Xbox's largest game of the fall by default because, because of how they're talking about it, because of how they're pushing, pushing it. Hellblade 2 is also another big deal. And like I, I don't know how you balance the two in terms of not trying to deflate Hellblade 2 by prompting up Starfield so much. I don't think that – you're right. I, I forgot about Hellblade 2. I think Hellblade 2, that is an easy late October, November game. Like I think, think that, so? that that is – 
without knowing or caring about the Starfield release date, just when would I think Hellblade 2 would drop? I'm not even thinking about 2023. I'm just saying in general, like months, the type of game it is, I would think October, November feels right because it is that more of like a Sony competitor, right? It is that we're looking at it and it is Xbox's answer to Last of Us and Uncharted and like that type of more third person mm-hmm. narrative based narrative linear based action. Game. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that that competes with Starfield. I think it, it complements Starfield actually really nicely. So if this year, if we ended up getting Starfield, Hellblade 2, and Forza Motorsport, that sounds really right to me mm-hmm. for what a, a sound level of expectations for Xbox's output. Yeah. Um, but I don't even think that that's a guarantee. Like I think that um, at this point, they just want to get Starfield right. They'll have Redfall. They'll have a whatever, okay, solid year. But they'll have also some mega wins with Hi-Fi Rush starting the year off hot. Maybe they wait for 2024 to kind of like get those dominoes going and like lead on. I do think that this um, Xbox showcase before the deep dive into Starfield is going to be one of their more important ones. And I know I say that every year. Mm. Uh, But with last year being like, hey, all these games coming out the next 12 months and most of them did. There's a couple exceptions, and there's a couple that still might look doubtful, but mm-hmm. still might. Um, you're you're going to get the case of Benedict, Benedict Fox or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, which I'm really excited about. But will we get Hollow Knight? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> um, but maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I The interesting thing here, or not even the interesting thing here, right? I do think that if you are doing an Xbox game showcase and then you're doing a Starfield thing that is separate from it afterwards you still got to have bangers at the Xbox game showcase. And so like, I think to that, I could see them still giving Hellblade to love. If it's, if that is their one more thing at the end of the showcase and it is, Hey, and it's out this fall, right? This November, I, you still have to have the goods there. And I think right now for our Xbox is that we know what so many other games are that I don't need them to announce more future games. Like I know Everwild exists. I know, um, whatchamacallit, um, like, Loud. Avowed, yeah, I know Avowed exists. I know Outer Worlds 2 exists. Perfect uh, Dark, Indiana Jones. Wolfstein, Indiana Jones, that was what I was thinking of. Yeah, like they have so many games that are announced for the future. I don't really need more of those. I just need I need answers on those. And so I think I would like answers. If, even if they gave me, gave me a new trailer for some of these games that are 2024. If I get an Avowed trailer that's 2024, that's a banger to me, right? If I get Outer Worlds 2 trailer that's 2024 or like some more information on that game, that's a banger to me, right? If I get Indiana Jones... That's a banger to me. I think that has to be what their Xbox Xbox Game Showcase is to really elevate it and make it a, make it a success separate from the um, Starfield oh, Showcase. I think that they have to, and yeah. I think that they they will. I hope they do, and if they don't, it's going to be a major letdown because the way they're presenting this, unlike even the Bethesda um, conference a couple of years ago that you're talking about with Fallout 4, where we knew that that was happening or whatever, there was still major other announcements. Yeah. and. That wasn't its own separate thing. Fallout 4 wasn't a separate exactly. event. It was part of the same and thing. That's why, like, this if, being a separate event to me means just be like, hey, 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 that thing you want, it's here. There's also this other thing. They need to be completely separate. The, the Starfield thing can't be the, here's the big thing. It needs to be the, here's the other big thing. Exactly, right? Like, otherwise, just make it one thing. Yes. You know, I think that's the thing. That's why I look forward to this Xbox game showcase, and I hope that it's a, it's a, uh, a fire thing. To the part of DJ Bradshill's question talking about <laughs> Does Starfield get delayed again? Could it move into even later in the fall? Yes. Obviously, the answer is yes. Right? 100%. Starfield can move as much as it wants to. Mm-hmm. We might get Starfield in 2027. Like, I, that, like, the most important thing about Starfield is getting it right and making sure that it is good. I have maybe more confidence in this date than I've had on any previous date, but 
the more we push, the more that's just going to become true. Because I'm like, this game has to come out someday. We'll get this game this year. I'm 100% confident in that. Um, I'm, I'm 95% confident in, the, in this date. Yeah. I think it's far enough out. And uh, it's, this seems like purposeful, especially with the June reveal. The marketing is going to start. And I think that that is uh, a very important factor to consider when you think about the money and budget going into all this. So I, I think that this is gonna gonna happen. And then yeah, Spider Man's the, the next big question. I'm at a, I'm at a ninety percent of confidence. Confidence. Yeah. Like I've I feel like we've learned so much over the last few years, of course, with the pandemic and just with games development in general. That like nothing in this earth is promised. Like things things are gonna get delayed. But yeah, like I, I I'm feeling good about this right i feel like after putting a date on it and then delaying it and then being like all right it's gonna come out in this window and now that you're putting another date on it you got to be pretty damn confident about this new date um but again who knows maybe maybe a couple months from now they're like fuck there's a game breaking bug that we need to fix and that happens but hopefully we'll see starfield soon this fall tim before i get to the next news story I want to let people out there know about patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You get, get, you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about the sponsors. Shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool. Our friends at shady rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked they'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in america with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date that's fantastic there's no risk when you shop with shady rays their team always has your back exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now shady rays has given out their best deal of the new year you can go to shadyrays.com and use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself these are five star rated by over 200,000 people again that shadyrays.com use the code kinda funny shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer and thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you see the fun little dancing guy honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save that's the best part honey doesn't just work on desktops it works on your phone too you just activate it on safari on your phone you save on the go if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Tim, I appreciate chat keeping me honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at the ratings. There was a lot of the people were split on the ratings, but I'm giving myself a four out of ten on that one. Okay. I think the vision was there. The execution was a bit wobbly. You stumbled. I stumbled, yeah. And mm. I just think is I had coffee this morning. And, like, I had a lot of coffee this morning, and so I'm going very fast. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, no, I'll listen, I got you next time. Rolling around at the speed time. of sound. Speed of sound. Story number two. Discord voice chat is now available on PlayStation 5. This is Owen S. Good at Polygon. The latest PlayStation 5 system software update is available to all users right now, bringing with it integrated Discord voice chat and additional support for 1440p displays. The update, announced at the beginning of February, also includes some quality of life enhancements to the PS5's social and sharing features. Version 7 of the PS5 software is available for all consoles worldwide. With it, players may uh, join Discord voice chats from the PS5 console, enjoy better visual performance on 1440p displays uh, thanks to very vari- variable refresh rate support, uh, use voice commands to capture video clips of gameplay. Uh, this feature is in a, in a preview state for US and UK users only. They must say, quote, hey, PlayStation, capture that, uh, and the console will save a clip whose length is determined by the user's current setting. Players may also direct the console to save a clip of anywhere from 15 seconds to 60 minutes by saying, hey, PlayStation, capture the last X minutes or seconds. Uh, Wednesday morning's PlayStation blog post has much more on the new functions inside the software update, which includes updating the DualSense controller wirelessly. Right now, let's go. Uh, Barrett has up a tweet from PlayStation where they uh, detail some more bullet points, right? Like I mentioned, you can join a Discord voice chat. You have VRR support for 1440p. Uh, You can now manually upload game captures to the PlayStation app, which is what I've been waiting for. That's the feature I'm excited, excited about. And then you can easily access your PS4 save data on PS5. So Give me, is this the thing that like prevents like we have to like go into a game and then upload the fucking save of a PS4 game to the cloud and then download it onto the like whatever that whole so. thing was. <laughs> I, I think this that? is I think this is more so like cloud saves. Okay. Like if you're playing a PS4 version of a game on your PS5, like keep make it easier. But I, I think you're still gonna have to like go into the old game, so upload ex- and then download on the PS5 version. Explain to me why you're excited about the about this. The manually upload yes. game captures to because um, I, I like k- taking a lot of screenshots and a lot of videos. And up until now, like they recently, well, like a few months ago, half a year ago, about um, added the feature to where it'll automatically upload. The thing is, like seventy five percent of the time, that shit does not work. Like I'll get a notification being like, "Oh, it aired," and I have to try it again. It's all aired, aired, and I'm like, most of these screenshots I don't even need to upload anyway. Like a lot of them are like either trophy shit or. Um, just screenshots I wanted to save. There's a handful of screenshots where I'm like, oh, I got to tweet this or I got to send this to somebody. And those are the ones I want to manually upload because then if I manually upload it from the PlayStation console itself, I open up my phone, open up my PlayStation app, download it, and then I can send it anywhere. And it makes it easy for tweeting so I don't have to tweet natively from my PlayStation. So that's why I'm very excited about that. I think the big thing here is joining Discord 
on PlayStation. It's huge, huge, man. I mean, honestly, for me, the biggest thing is the DualSense controller updating wirelessly. It is mm. like that is like one of those little things that just pisses me off. Is it the end of the world? No. But the amount of times I feel like I've had to deal with that frustrates me. So them that. solving that, thank you, Sony. You're doing God's work out there. Discord stuff, fantastic. I feel like fantastic. that should be ubiquitous across everything. It just works. It works better than what everyone else has. So cool. Use the thing that works. Yeah. Make it the standard. And now pretty much everybody has it except except for Nintendo. But you know, I was playing um uh, I was playing Hi-Fi Rush when that came out, and I was hanging out with a friend, and we were having trouble with the Xbox actual chat function, and I was like, oh shit, they got Discord on this thing, and so like she went to her computer, I was playing on my Xbox, and we were just able to chat, but now you can do that on Xbox, PC, or PlayStation, uh, and that's huge, right? Like That really does like allow people to hang out together much easier i think now we just need to get into nintendo and that might be like that might take a decade that might, might. take a while for us to get there two. that'll be this i'll be the switch three if we're lucky yeah that'll take discord being acquired by somebody else and then having to be like no hey we're gonna support uh, nintendo for 10 years oh just uh, like you, <laughs> no you know what it is they're gonna put discord on their little mobile nintendo app that you have to use. Exactly. <laughs> Disgusting. Exactly. VRR support for 1440p is great. Them adding 1440p, I think, was uh, was awesome and something that I didn't expect. They didn't have it. Xbox did. Um, Xbox, I think, has always been a little bit more. We talked about this on uh, yesterday, I guess, on Games Daily. But um, Xbox, I feel, because of their partnerships with different tech brands, um, has been less proprietary. And that has like allowed them to just be a little bit more standardized with uh, the resolutions that it supports and the, the variable uh, refresh rates and things like that and then the just the way it does 3d sound and all of it so um they had that shit on lock and have had shit on lock since the xbox one x um last gen so here for playstation they keep dabbling with it they keep doing a lot of stuff right but then there's a couple major omissions and i didn't expect them to ever add 1440p then they did now they're adding this great continue to enhance all this stuff um is there a feature that you want what's a highly requested feature that you want to see in a future firmware update for playstation uh i feel like i always i always struggle with sound settings like i wish that there was an even quicker way to just get to sound settings like if i could just map my like screenshot button or whatever the fuck mm. to be just go sound i would do that because i feel like there's a lot of times i want to like adjust sound like whether it's headset or just in-game things but uh that's it's pretty minor i'm pretty happy where with where we're at now with a lot of the the ui stuff on playstation at least yeah i miss themes so much from ps4 like i fucked with themes a lot and i don't know how you would do it with how the current ps5 ui is because now when you one of you highlight a game the whole screen is just taken over by um by that game but like i would like to find a way to bring back themes because for me that was something so special especially when you got like a special edition of the game or you pre-order a game and like you get the persona 5 theme for your ps4 home screen that always struck me as special that like that i think it was those were the first steps into the, making me fall in love a bit with final fantasy 7 because i had a final Fan- I, when i bought the old final fantasy 7 for ps4 that came with a ps4 theme the tifa that, theme was it the one with tifa and cloud sitting on the no i think that's i think that was with the remake um mm. the one i had i believe was Aerith. It was like Aerith's theme that would play. And for the longest time, I'll just have that stuck in my head because it's, it's a great, it's a beautiful, it was like a beautiful piano tune. Um, but yeah, like when I finally played Final Fantasy VII Remake and went back to play Final Fantasy VII, like that was a thing that stuck with me. I was like, oh shit, Aerith's theme. Like this is really cool. Um, but yeah, like there was also a really good Shadow Colossus theme. I just want themes again. I think themes yeah. are great. Nintendo needs themes, man. Oh, you theme. don't like black and white? 
I just, I can't. Why do you have a theme option with only those two options? You never fucking update it. And even the black, it's like the least black thing I've ever seen. I hate it. It's just like, guys, it's gray at best. It's fucking gray. Okay. It is gray. Even on OLED. Even on the OLED. It's it's like, especially on the OLED. <laughs> Give me like a Mario Red Nintendo. <laughs> It's Give me like fucking sick year. blue. It's been six years, and then like they have this dedicated tab to themes, and we still only have black and white. <laughs> Somebody said darker white. <laughs> Honestly, it, it does feel more like a dark white yeah. than black. No, I feel that. <sighs> Story number three: Microsoft confirms it'll let Sony put Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus on day one. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Microsoft has confirmed it's offered Sony the option to put future Call of Duty games on its PlayStation Plus subscription service on day one as part of its bid to appease regulators' concerns over its proposed Activision Blizzard acquisition. Hold on. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, what part of this surprises you? Like Game Pass style? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This Continue. Is the, these are the moves you got to make. How, you gotta how make is a this not move. story number one? I mean, I get Starfields. Okay, it's a, it's a bit, this is huge. Oh, yeah. However, Sony Interactive Entertainment has alleged the offer could be re reliant on unsustainable licensing costs, which would force it to raise prices. The offer is detailed in Microsoft's newly published response to UK regulator, the Competition and Markets Authority's provisional findings on the, on the deal, which were released last month. In its response, Microsoft re reiterates its willingness to sign a 10-year contract, guaranteeing the shooter series will continue to be released on PlayStation consoles post-acquisition. Microsoft claims its 10-year its offer will provide Sony with parity on release date, content, features, upgrades, quality, and playability with the Xbox platform across PS4, PS5, and any successor platforms. Notably, the Xbox owner said that parity will also apply to streaming and subscription services, confirming a Bloomberg report from last year. Quote, any COD game in a Microsoft multi-game subscription is eligible for inclusion in Sony's multi-game subscription service at the same time and for the same duration, Microsoft claims in its response. It has confirmed that uh, should the Activision Blizzard deal be approved by regula regulators, it intends to put future releases on Game Pass on the day of their release. This would seemingly give Sony the green light to do the same on PlayStation Plus for the next decade should it accept Microsoft's offer. Yo, that's fucking crazy, dude. Though. This is the <laughs> gauntlet being thrown. This is absolutely wild. This is Microsoft playing freaking 10D chess here, where they're just like, "Well, we just need to get what we want. It's not about what you want. We don't really care what you want. Mm -hmm. As long as we get what we want, we'll give you. We'll give you stuff. It's cute. You can have that. What do you that's think? Fine. Like, what do you think? PlayStation's looking at this and thinking like do you think it's like that meme with the, the guy with like sweating looking at the two buttons that's like <laughs> put uh call of duty on on uh ps plus for 10 years or uh, like let xbox have call like do you think they're struggling with dude the they, they must now? be and so so here's the thing this this is fun to talk about yeah. because i think that it is the strategy versus tactics type situation where you look at it and this is a huge win mm -hmm. right where great it's a win for the gamers out there of like course. For sure. But for Sony, think of how many copies of Call of Duty sells every year at $70, right? The majority of them are on PlayStation. They'd be losing a lot of money oh, yeah. by not doing that, by not having that. Having said that, we've seen Xbox first-party games and even third-party games that come to Game Pass still sell well outside of Game Pass. So maybe it's not the worst strategy. But you need to kind of figure out the dollar signs because it has to add up. It is actual math here. The other side to this is 
PlayStation Plus is not a Game Pass competitor. That's not Sony's mindset. They look at it more as a subscription service where they, mm-hmm. they have some additive things for people to enjoy, whereas it is the strategy for Xbox. So having such a major win, like Call of Duty for free, quote-unquote, as part of the service, would be such a major win and bolster the value of PlayStation Plus. I just don't think that that is in line with PlayStation strategy. Do you think that's Microsoft being like, they're not going to take it? Like, this doesn't matter as much to them yeah. because of PlayStation's... I think so. Yeah. I think that that's the thing. Is As good as this sounds and as, as wild as this deal is, I think that strategically it might be not the best option in terms of making money for mm-hmm. PlayStation. And on top of that, PlayStation still are going to fight this because they're like... They still, it's more than just Call of Duty that they don't want Xbox to have on the Activision front, right? Mm -hmm. Call of Duty is just probably the biggest aspect of that that will directly affect PlayStation. Uh, But there are still dozens of other incredibly popular IP. Yeah. The 4D chess here is incredible to like watch because I, Microsoft confirming this, right? Microsoft being like, yeah, like this is, this is what it is. I think says a lot in terms of the ball really is in PlayStation's court in terms of how they want to play with this. Because on the Microsoft side, on the Xbox side, it's a win, right? On the audience side, no matter who you are, I'll say this is a win, right? As if you're in the PlayStation audience, yeah, you want Call of Duty in PlayStation Plus, like day and date. Are you kidding me? That's that sounds like the best deal ever. At the same offer that Xbox yeah. has, and if it's a first party title on Xbox, it's day one on Game Pass. Like, yeah, wow. As as PlayStation, the company, you're like, ah, oh, shit. Right? Like, <laughs> like, Microsoft saying this out loud means our fans hear this, right? And our fans are probably going to ask for this. Like, this feels like Microsoft applying pressure on all sides right now, which is very fascinating to see. Um, kind of an additional element to this, right? Uh, Barrett brought up a, a tweet from Tom Warren uh, talking about, uh, Tom tweeted out, Sony is worried that Microsoft will sabotage Call of Duty for the PlayStation. Sony says it's concerned Microsoft could strategically degrade the quality and performance of Call of Duty on PlayStation. It goes into a deeper article talking about like, oh yeah, like when uh, like the, the game could, could get updated and be broken at the end of the day, like talking about nefarious things uh, Xbox can do to Call of Duty in order to make it play worse but on like, PlayStation, which is fucking... Okay, Wild. This, this, I mean, look, again, oh, you know, it's, it's like, so funny. I was about to say, as we were talking about this story, this is the first time in months that we've had a story about this mm. that I'm like, oh, this is fun to talk about. And, like, there's some actual meat and here. And on the other and side. And not just salacious <laughs> bullshit. And then here we go. Here, we here it is. What, what's so stupid about this, though, is like, or, or what's, what's potentially very interesting about this is this implies that that happens currently. Or that, like, that, that is something that, that could happen. It, this reminds me of, like, people that say that uh, game like, IGN's reviews are bought. It's like, mm-hmm. no, they're not, you fucking morons. But you can say it all you want, and then all of a sudden people think that it's true because people are saying it. It's not fucking true. Yeah. And so it's like th- it's that type of thing here where it's like, you can say that because, yeah, that that argument makes sense. That, yes, they would want to do that because they want to win and they want you to lose. But that's not how the market works. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is it makes sense if you're arguing it to regulators who aren't plugged in to yeah. how the business works, right? And you're trying to make this top down. Hey, Microsoft is our competitor. Hey, they want to put the biggest game, uh, like the biggest game that releases every single year on our platform. They're going to sabotage it. That sounds like it makes sense naturally if you're on the outside looking in. When you're in, you're like, no, that's not how Microsoft isn't going to fuck up its highest revenue earning project on the probably the platform it's going to sell the most on to not get it to sell on that platform. That's not how it's going to work. No. God. But yeah, it's a, so it's a stretch because funny. they're really trying to make this argument. 
Yeah. I mean, you know what's hilarious about this, too, is, like, <laughs> if Xbox plays this the right way and PlayStation says the wrong thing and it kind of embarrasses itself, like, or exposes itself, what if this reveals something that PlayStation has been doing this to Microsoft with all of their exclusive deals and how they've been doing things? Like, like Barrett, have you played Persona 5 on Xbox? <laughs> is, it, is it okay? I mean, that's not a PlayStation. <laughs> that's an Atlas. I know, thing, I know. Um, no, that really, that game run was great everywhere. It's oh great, even on the Steam Deck Plus. Let me tell you, 60 frames per second. Ooh, oh, baby. Yeah. Um, but real, real, I'm, I'm, real quick. I'm thinking about MLB The Show. Of, like, I oh, can't, that's like, a good, I'm that's a better of, example. Like, if that's, like, any worse than on PlayStation, I can't think of I think it's purely lip service. I think it's purely yeah. that. It's, it's absolute make, nonsense. Yeah. But, um... Oh fuck! I lost my train of thought. But it's all good. Uh, this is insane. Like yeah. I, I can't believe that this is where we're at. And oh, I remember now. So um, Xbox wants Game Pass on PlayStation. Yes. Duh. Right. They mm-hmm. want it anywhere that they could get it because they just want more people to be able to subscribe and pay them money. So this would be such a win for Microsoft if PlayStation says yes to this because then. Call of Duty is owned by them on their uh, consoles, free to play. Then it's just uh, m- microtransactions. Get me them battle passes. Get me that money. <laughs> like you would be w- wild. Well, I, I I I don't know how Minecraft works. I forget how Minecraft works on PlayStation. Do you need an Xbox account to play Minecraft? Because I'll think if I'm Microsoft, I'm figuring out how to make that a thing. Like, hey, they, you want to play X? You want to play Call of Duty on PlayStation? Sign up for an Xbox account. And like, kind of use that as the lean-in, right? The, the gateway drug to Xbox Game Pass. The you gotta be that thing, Trojan yes. horse. Yes. Okay. Chat so yeah, thing, I would expect yes. the same thing with Call of Duty on PlayStation. RPO, she's saying you need a Mojang account, not Microsoft. Hmm. Zabkill says you need one. Oh, you need one on iPad at least. On iPad. I was right. saying you need an iPad. <laughs> it's like, damn. Do the research. Hit me back in kindoffunny.com/slash you're wrong. As of doing that. Let's talk about story number four. Wargroove 2 has been announced. Hmm. This is Marcus Stewart at Game Informer. Publisher Chucklefish announced Wargroove 2 today, a sequel to its well-received Advanced Wars-inspired strategy RPG. Developed by Robotality, Wargroove 2 was set three years after the first game with a new faction looking to use ancient technology to conquer the now-peaceful land of Arenia. The main story unfolds across three interconnected campaigns set on land, the sea, and the sky, and features a new cast of commanders. It also features a new roguelike campaign called Conquest that tasks players to complete a series of smaller battles while making permanent choices and relying on the same pool of units, health, and resources. World Group 2 features four-player co-op and versus battles, uh, local and online, along with rule customization and asynchronous play. An in-game editor allows players to create custom maps, campaigns, and even cutscenes to share with other players. Hell yeah. Dude, this looks awesome. I remember first seeing this, and this was before Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp was uh, announced. And it was like, oh, wow, there's a, a Advanced Wars light coming out. And that's exciting. And then it, it was one of those indie games that like it was like, oh, it's coming this year. It's like, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it just kept getting pushed, and I kind of forgot about it. And by the time it came out, the timing was just off. And I, I never played more than like an hour of this thing. Same. Um, but it was cool, but I, I'm happy that it was good enough to get a sequel and it looks great. Like I love the pixel art. I love the ver- variety of enemies and even just like colors and style there. Um, it is interesting that advanced wars one and two is, is finally actually coming out soon. Um, but I think that this is one of those examples of that isn't a bad thing. This is probably a ways out. And I think that more interest in that type of sub genre is 
only going to benefit something like Wargroove 2. Yeah. If Advance Wars 1 plus 2 is the is the gateway to get people who might have not played that kind of game in and have them enjoy it, and if they want more later on, yeah, Wargroove 2 coming out would be, a, would be a great thing, right, for that studio. And yeah, I didn't expect to see Wargroove 2. I kind of forgot about Wargroove. Um, but I know, like, I remember leading up to it, seeing the trailers, there was excitement around it, right? And mm -hmm. I think that is because it was before Advanced Wars 1 plus 2. Um, but, you know, hearing about the features they're, they're adding to it, hearing about Conquest, right, this roguelike campaign, I'm of the mind that most games could use a roguelike campaign, and so I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, go get them. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, final news story. This is sort of a breaking news story that was shared in Slack, I believe, by Roger Bacorny. Uh, This comes from Nintendo Life, Ollie Reynolds, and Jack Yarwood. Uh, this is a report. Lego Disney and Guardians of the Galaxy projects among multiple cancellations at TT Games. Uh, it is a, uh, it's actually not that long, so I'll read part of it. Uh, in April 2022, TT Games and Warner Brothers Interactive launched the highly anticipated Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, an ambitious project and one that reportedly took its toll on studio employees. The game has been a sales success, selling 3.2 million copies in less than two weeks after launch, which must have come as a relief to TT Studio Management considering the project's troubled development. In fact, we have spoken to multiple sources confirming the cancellation of various projects at the studio featuring high-profile IP, including a LEGO Disney title that was terminated just last year. Known internally as Project Marley, this LEGO game is said to have featured multiple worlds and Disney characters, including Jungle Book, Nightmare Before Christmas, Pirates of the Caribbean, Maleficent, uh, Maleficent uh, Muppets, Frozen, Toy Story, Winnie the Pooh, uh, any animated Disney property so, that's had the Lego tree. So it's Kingdom Hearts, but it's Lego. It's Kingdom Hearts, as well, but without, you that's know, fucking the crazy. Hearts shit, and then it's Lego. It seems with the player exploring a large overworld and Diablo-like dungeons, so I wonder if it was like a top-down situation, because that does seem pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, the player's overarching goal was to free the hearts of the dark. No, uh, the player's overarching <laughs> goal <laughs> was to rid each world of an evil purple force corrupting the environment, which honestly, it can, it's this kingdom Hearts. Not that far off. Uh, if that sounds familiar, that's because uh, a similar feature also showed up. If in, that sounds familiar. <laughs> just wait until you hear about Sora showing up in the game. Uh, a similar feature was also showed in Game Loft's Disney's Dreamlight Valley, which launched in paid early access uh for yeah, played early access form on multiple platforms back in September 2022. We're told that the TT game was struggling with the direction of its Lego Disney project, and ultimately that Dreamlight Valley proved to be the final nail in the coffin. It was canned after at least four years in development. Uh, while that uh, is the largest of the canceled projects, according to our sources, several others, all of which were being built with Unreal Engine, have fallen by the wayside at TT Games, including Project Cosmic, a Lego game based on the Guardians of the Galaxy IP, which was said to also feature the Marvel characters Nova and Adam Warlock, was apparently in development for a full 18 <clears throat> months before being scrapped. Project Rainbow Road... Wow, Project Rainbow Road, a non-Lego uh, shooter featuring Warner Brothers IP, uh, including DC, Rick and Morty, uh, Looney Tunes. Okay, well, why would you make the project name that? If it's not a Mario Kart related thing, goddammit. Uh, Netflix and Stranger Things, etc. All right, cool. And then a mobile port of Lego Worlds. Uh, additionally, the same sources detail a narrative-based Mandalorian DLC in development for Lego Skywalker Saga. Wow. And then it goes on. But I, I highly Wait, recommend Mando you... Uh, Mando DLC was cut? Is that what you just read? Yeah, yeah. it was cut. It, it was, was in cut. development, and then yeah. they, they stopped it. Go over to Nintendo Live to read the full thing. They, they go on longer, That's but I don't, don't want to belabor it. That's a lot Got of another projects. one based on Batman, too. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, yeah, at the bottom here. 
along with another new title based on DC's Batman that's uh, apparently been put to one side. Mm. There were, there have been Lego Batman games before in the past, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. The three of them, but it's been a minute. Like, the, the last one that they did, I think, was, like, a super villains, like, uh, the focus one. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a while since, like, a, just a Batman Lego game. I'm wondering what's going on over there. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, well, we've heard a lot, right, of it just, like, they're being stretched way too thin like they were putting out lego games so consistently and then skywalker saga being like a departure for the franchise for lego franchise overall and like being bigger in scope um and it seems like it was very difficult to get that game across the finish line having said that it is interesting to look at the list of the things here where if you were to ask me what i thought they were doing whether it was canceled or not i've been saying forever i thought it was going to be like the skywalker saga but for the infinity saga uh, mm-hmm. Marvel and like kind of maybe even break that up into separate games. I did not expect it to just be a, a bunch of collections and a Guardians yeah. Lego game like that. Definitely not what it, I would have thought would they would be up to. It reminds me so much of Telltale, just in terms of hey, we gotta like hone in. Let's let, let's fix our engine. Let's do our let's make these games a bit more polished, right? And I think that's how you end up with the direction of Skywalker Saga, which ended up just taking longer than um, what the, what their games usually are, right? That got delayed and was highly anticipated for a while, comes out, but then we hear the stories of Crunch and how, like, the studio, the the um, uh, employees of the studio are feeling taxed, right? Like, there's a lot going on here. And then, yeah, you look at all of these things that they said yes to in terms of different IP, Guardians of the Galaxy, Stranger Things, Rick and Morty, like, uh, Project Rainbow Road uh, uh, sounds wild. And then, yeah, like, a, a Lego Worlds thing, Mandalorian DLC. That sounds like them saying yes a lot and over i guess over promising right being like hey yeah we can do this like we've done a lot of projects before but i think trying to do that while at the same time trying to build toward more polish and more scope is ultimately going to lead to downfall that doesn't mm-hmm. sound attainable that's absolutely wild yeah uh and also i do like the idea of infinity saga lego game I, I i'm not a lego game person but i would play the hell out of an infinity saga game tim curious to see what's next for tt games but the reveal is probably just so far away. If I wanted it was coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Paranorma Site, The Seven Mysteries of Hanjo for Switch, Sanctuary Saga for PC, Contraband Police for PC, Idea the Game for Mobile, PC, and Switch, uh, this is Metroid Fusion for Switch, but I think that's it's actually... It's not. No, like, it's 3-9. It's 3-9, okay. So that's an error. And then Bayonetta Origins, Syriza and the Lost Demon, the demo, is a, is now available. Uh, you can play the first two chapters, and progress carries over into the full game. New dates for you. Pirates Outlaws is boarding Switch, PS4, and Xbox One on March 29th. Coffee Talk, Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Brews a new blend of cozy storytelling mm-hmm. on April 20th on PC via Steam, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Squad 51 versus the Flying Saucers will be invading the Nintendo Switch on March 16th. And then Sword Art Online, Last Recollection, launches October 6th for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, and PC deal of the day for you sleepy sleep <laughs> sleepy dogs sleeping dogs goddamn <laughs> wario 64 <laughs> sleeping dogs definitive edition is four dollars and 49 cents on the us psn store i think wario, wario 64 does that every single time when he tweets yeah, it out i love it calls it sleepy dogs tim now it's time 
to squat up. Uh, Josh Newman writes in the kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, with a squat up on PS5 and says, I've been playing lots of Pavlov on PSVR 2, and I'm looking to fill a lobby with KFBFs who are playing as well. If you want to play some Pavlov on PSVR 2 with Josh, you can add Josh with the username Catastrophon. That's right, Catastrophon. C-A-T-A-S-T-R-O-P-H-O-N. Catastrophon. Sounds like a Pokemon. Well, what does it evolve into? Like, a, I would say Dawn fan evolves into it. I was going to say a Catastrophenix. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Thanks. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't know where I pulled that from. Uh, now it's time for counterfunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong, as we got it wrong, so you can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, oh, there's a lot of stuff from yesterday. Exodia is not banned. In case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, Kebabs mentions, I, th I thought this was the case, but I didn't want to uh, say it because I wasn't positive. But internally, but that's the called Starfield's aesthetic, NASA punk. Interesting. NASA I'm not seeing the punk, but okay. Uh, that's it. Yeah, people are writing with, with more Eurongs from Monday. Uh, somebody said the blue-haired Goku is called Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. Um, Come on, be but real. later it was called Super Saiyan Blue. I think I said Super Saiyan God. Oh, here it is. Super Saiyan God is when Goku gets the red hair. Is that uh, not Super Saiyan Four? Fuck. What's the color? What's the color of his hair? In Super Saiyan Four. Then, or am I thinking Gogeta? I'm just gonna invite more Eurongs. Um, disregard everything I just said. <laughs> but that's it for kindoffunny.com/slash. You're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts for the show are gonna be me and Janet. Me and Janet. It's exciting. And then on Friday, it's going to be Greg and Tim. Greg Miller, Tim Geddes. Tap at it. Very excited about that one. Oh, also for that, a couple, a couple fun things I want to tell you guys. One, uh, tomorrow is Thursday, which means the uh, Mario movie trailer direct is going to happen. But we've been boned multiple times by Universal, so we will not be reacting live to it. Instead, uh, Greg and I will give our thoughts on it on the Friday episode of Games Daily. So just letting y'all know. Um, I wish we could record live, but hey, Nintendo, Illumination, Universal, somebody doesn't like us. I don't know who it is, but I'm going to find out. Um, and then also another fun thing is we're about to record an episode of The Shit List that you can get are. exclusively on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So you should go check that out because this show is dope as hell. All right. All right. Tim, you know what we're going to talk about in The Shit List. Mm. The 40 greatest hip hop video game soundtracks ever. Holy shit. 4D. Now, of course, we're only going to talk about like maybe the top 4D. 10, but we're going to skim through the I rest of the 40 list because let's go. It's going to be a good conversation. Of course, if you want to check that out, go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. After this, if you're watching live, is some Warzone with Mike, Andy, and Nick. Uh, you can catch that later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily.